Hello, and on today's show, Nintendo gets a new CEO. The Muppets are back on TV this week. Star Wars Battlefront Beta for All. And movie legend Tom Cruise from The Movie Legend is slated to make a movie legend about a movie legend titled Movie Legend. This is episode four of the Geek 30 Happy Hour. to another episode of the Geek 30 Happy Hour. My name is Alex Albisu, and as always, joined by my co-host, Jojo Maldonado. How hello. are you? How are you doing today? Pretty awesome, dude. And uh, and hello to you all for listening. Thank you for listening. This is um, episode four. Just wanted to give you guys a quick shout out because we ended up on the new and noteworthy list in iTunes. Fan. Tabulous. I, I don't have words for this. This is amazing. Really this is great cool. news. Yeah. Really cool. It shows that we're doing something right, and we appreciate all of your five-star reviews. If you haven't done so, please go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Um, it is extremely important for our marketing efforts and getting the word out about this show. So Thank you so, so much. Yes, it is awesome. And uh, with that, let's introduce our wonderful guest today. His name is Ryan Rohr. He is beautiful, spectacular, my former roommate. Hello, sir. How are you? Hi there. Hi. Some pretty high expectations. Yeah, the, the world's going to expect We're biased. A lot. We love Ryan. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing there's no uh, screen here. This is, I've got a face for radio. Yeah, yeah that's good, man. So thanks so much for coming on the show. Ryan's been listening um, in just as all of you have. And um, Ryan, tell the world about yourself. Well, I am uh, 28 years old. My sign is Cancer. Is, uh, <laughs> do, you, do you like long walks on the beach? Is that, is that where this is going? We, we poured you a beer, not a pina colada. What's yeah. going on here? <laughs> this isn't a dating show. Okay. Uh, woo! <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm Ryan Rohr. I've uh, known these two guys for a really long time. Great friends of mine. Um, Jojo, I worked with uh, pretty closely in a previous job, and we grew pretty close after that. Uh, was one of my groomsmen in my wedding. Alex was uh, also in my wedding. We were roommates and uh, for a couple years, and I was honored to be the best man in his wedding. So you could say that we are, uh, you know, acquaintances. We yeah. don't know. Kind of close. <laughs> kind of. No so, of. No. Yeah. No. We didn't share a room when we were roommates or anything weird like that, right? No. No? I mean, I kept Say trying. no, Ryan. <laughs> Tell the world no. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> Move it along. Yeah. Move it along. <laughs> always grew up in the, uh, I always grew up in the Northern Virginia area. Um, born and raised in the Northern Virginia area. Um, excited to be on the show. Listen to you guys for the, for years now jabbering on and on so yeah Ryan, to share it with the world ryan often joins in on those conversations prior to us uh ever recording it and and if you guys remember kind of back to episode one we always talked about it, we, we we said it would uh, be kind of fun to just record these sort of <coughs> sessions of us sitting around drinking talking about nerdy stuff Definitely. And uh, Ryan was often part of that, so it's good to have him on the show to hang out with us this evening. Personally, I love Ryan for his puns. Um, I think I might be the only one that actually loves Uh-oh. the puns as much as he does. Everybody else tends to roll their eyes. Is tonight going to be pretty punny? Is it going to be a punny night, Ryan? <laughs> it may be. We'll I, I would hope to so. Wait to see. <laughs> uh, I, hope so. I would hope so. <laughs> I hope so. But you know, I, I appreciate no pressure. His puns. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and, and tell the world a little bit about your uh, your geeky side. What sort of things are you into? So I'm a, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a, a huge geek in any one thing in particular. I'm kind of a 
jack of all trades, master of none um, when it comes to my interests in, in a lot of really um, varied things. So you're a worldly person. Very exactly. worldly, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, love video games. I always have as a kid. Yep. Um, who doesn't anymore? Exactly. Um, grew up on them. I'm a big history buff. I love to travel. Um, so there are a lot of little things that, that get me interested. Um, what I love most about what you guys talk about and this whole idea of being a geek is the, the social aspect of it. I love that mm-hmm. we can sit around and talk about it. Right. Um, yep. I love that you can sit down and play video games with e- with each other. You can do LAN parties. You can do card games, board games, or anything in general that you would geek out about. Yep, I love that you, there's that social aspect to it where a lot of people think of geek or nerd and they think that you're kind of a loner and you just sit in a but dark room somewhere on your shelf. No. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's very much a... Yeah. A, uh, a community kind of thing. You yeah. Things like Comic Con that that make that happen. Yeah, it's it's great to, to get around with like minded people and and celebrate what you're into. So that's and that's what we do here, folks. Um, and you know one one of my favorite uh, memories of Ryan and me living together is that we would sit around. We we went through the entire Gears of War franchise. <laughs> Remember when we did that? Yeah. And uh, lots of lots of beers. Lots of beers down there. I only made it through the first one. You didn't? I, I, well, I made it through the first one with my brother, and we took a six-month hiatus because we hated the game so much. Really? And then we were mad. We were just, you know, we need to finish this. So we went yeah. through, we finally finished it. It's like, we still don't like the game. <laughs> we're not going <laughs> to continue the franchise. I know I'm like the one in like a million, whatever, but we were like the Krill. I was, they, they made me so <laughs> mad. I was so mad. Those are, I had gamer rage. See, we, we, I think we enjoyed it more for just the co-op aspect and having right. an excuse to sit, play video games. And yeah, it's being, beer. you know, just uh, being able to give each other orders and say, go do this and you do this and then being able to work together yeah, cooperatively just, and then, hey, if you solve that gets frustrated, say, I give up and it's going to run out and See, kill myself and then yeah. turn over. So. I didn't have that. My so brother good. and I just yelled at each other. <laughs> I was like, why did you do that? I didn't say we didn't yell at each other. Exactly. There was plenty of that. <laughs> but between that or playing Munchkin and other, you know, still love to death, games. but you know, <laughs> yeah, oh, Munchkin man. was fantastic. Munchkin. I love the counter. Great, right. great. We should have a whole session on on board games. As long as it's not point. sellers. Yeah, no, we won't talk about <laughs> sellers in Japan, right, Ryan? <laughs> We sure won't. No, we won't. <laughs> this will That's be a very it. short show. <laughs> Ryan's going to get up and leave. Well, uh, let's talk about what we're drinking today. Oh, hello, Geek Study. It's beer time. Today's beer of the show is brought to you by my left toe because I lost my right one on my nightstand this morning. Oh, poor guy. You all right? It, it was the third one this week. Oof. That's not good. How many more toes do you have left? Yes. <laughs> Math is hard right now. <laughs> I was in the fetal position. It's not pretty. All right. Well, we have an awesome product here from Small Town Brewery. It's called Not Your Father's Root Beer. And a lot of folks have uh, come to know this. I, I, would you consider this a beer? Or, I mean, this is a root beer with alcohol in it. Yeah, what, I don't, I don't consider it? it a beer. It's definitely a root beer. It is yeah. fantastic. It, it's, um, it's pretty awesome. It, I've never had this before. It is. It's my first time. But it's not just any root beer with alcohol. It's like a really good re- root beer. Root beer. <laughs> no, yeah. not wheat no, beer. No, we no, talked about that. No wheat beer. <laughs> no wheat beer. No wheat beer. No, it's really good root beer with alcohol. Yeah, and Ryan was kind enough to bring this. Um, we had talked about this, and I told him I'd never tried it. He was adamant that he bring it here today. So here we are drinking it as Everybody's we thankful. talk about all this geeky stuff that we're into. Um, so per their website... Uh, Brewer Tim Kovac's story is steeped in tradition and family. Uh, he says, my great-great-grandfather, uh, that's a lot of greats, a lot of greats, from the 1600s was a captain of a ship in England. 
He was also a bit of a gambler. As legend has it, he won a brewery during a high-stakes card game, which led him to start crafting his own beers. He began brewing beer on the ships he sailed. This allowed him to travel further than any other vessels because beer stayed fresh uh, during long journeys. The story goes that his beer was even consumed on a fleet of ships he commanded that transported some of the earliest settlers to America. So it's kind of cool. goes to show you, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. Wow, that's beautiful. I know, right? It's like poetry. It's poetry. (laughs) It's beautiful. So another thing that it says on the website is that it's uh, that the award-winning Not Your Father's Root Beer achieved a 95 rating from Beer Advocate and is a very popular choice at several Chicagoland bars. Small towns personally delivered Not Your Father's Root Beer kegs consistently sell out of taverns across the Chicago area. And um, it's showing that this... Uh, this beer, or root beer, I guess, has a, uh, a bold, sweet, smooth, and spicy flavor. It's an ale with a, with a taste of spices. 5.9% ABV, and it is delicious. It is fantastic. I love this stuff. So, Ryan, thank you very much for bringing it. Let's give it a little cheers to cheers. Ryan. Salute. Salute. All right, wonderful. Let's give it a little sip. Yeah, that's tasty. That is so noms. Yeah, and... Um, so Ryan, what's your thought on the on the on the beverage of choice today? That's delicious. I mean, I think we clearly all agree. <laughs> well, at um, a score of ninety five, um, you had someone tell you otherwise while you were in the store looking for this. So when we were first looking for this, because it's everywhere right now, and I mean it's well. Let me step well, back. Well, it's not everywhere. It, it, yeah, <laughs> it's everyone sold wants out. it everywhere, yeah. but it's so hard to find. So we, we walk into a grocery store with my friend, uh, our friend Ben and I um, go in trying to find this stuff. We find a six-pack of it. We pick it up, super excited, taking it to the uh, to the cashier. This big dude runs in front of us and stops us, and he goes, wait, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't buy this. I said, what are you talking about? Really? This is... This, if you've seen like a stereotypical like craft beer kind of hipster person, like huge, huge beard, flannel shirt, <laughs> <laughs> big beard, flannel shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so I wake up in the morning. It's yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. He was serious about his beer, right? Really. And he, he looks down and says, "You guys aren't getting that, are you?" I say, "Well, yeah, of course we are. Everyone, everyone's talking about it. it. Sounds amazing. We love root beer. We love beer." Uh, sounds like a match made in heaven. He goes, "This is the worst thing I've ever had in my life." I, I. I I took a sip of it. I almost threw up. I had to get rid of it. Don't drink this. It's terrible. There's so many other options out there. Was, a little and bit so, much there. Yeah, and I, yeah. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> <laughs> he was going on for a while. So we finally, like, partly just shut him up and partly because he kind of scared us off of it. We put it down. We got something else, and we walked out. About a week later, we, and we were thinking about it all night. We wish we had just tried it. Who cares what, what this guy thinks of it? He right. doesn't like it. So about a week later, um, we ended up getting it, trying it, loving it. Um, I think that was with, with you, actually. Right, right? I brought it over. Yeah, yeah. So um, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, but we, I've loved it. I couldn't stop thinking about it afterwards. So, really? And there are a couple different versions of it, too. There's right. the This is the 5.9%, the, uh, the year-round edition that they have. Uh-huh. Um, there's also a... Uh, higher alcohol content version. Um, what is it? The anniversary edition. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that is uh, 10%, 10.7%, a little nice. bit stronger. So I'm looking forward to trying that. But this yeah, is, be I mean, it's basically root beer with a kick. It's, yeah, it's like barks, I, but with a bite. Ah, barks with a, look at the, <laughs> so punny. Oh, Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Well, I'm happy. Don't just, I, I'm just, I'm going to put that out there. I'm happy. I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking back to this story that you just told. And when you and Ben probably put that back and walked out of that store, that guy was probably hiding behind some uh, some rock somewhere in the corner, and then watch he put it back, and he's like, "Ha ha! I will he take off this." Yeah, yeah. he's working it's, for the competitor. I don't know or a, something because <laughs> right. I don't see how anybody doesn't like this. A- at least if you if you like root beer, you will absolutely like this. This um, is better root beer, but with alcohol. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. So it's it's sweet. I put ice cream in this, and it kind of reminds me of what Chris had last week. If you guys haven't uh, caught episode three yet, check that out. We had Lost Rhino and Jojo picked up. Um, a bottle of their root beer, not alcoholic root beer, for Chris because he doesn't uh, consume alcohol, which is fine. We respect that. But that was a wonderful root beer. And and this tastes uh, similar to it. It's different. I wouldn't right. say one is better than the other. This has more different. spices, I think. Yeah, the other one had more of a licorice kick to it. Yeah. But they're both phenomenal root Great beers. Great root beer. So definitely recommend mm-hmm. trying it. You could probably find this. Uh, it sounds like it's becoming widely available um, well, at, at widely available for purchase, not always widely available because right. it's always yeah. selling out. And that's out. the thing. It's selling out everywhere. Right. Right. And yeah, I actually point. tried to buy it in a store tonight. And uh, the, you three the guy who was helping us actually, um, they only had it in cans available. And we said, I've only ever seen it in bottles. Where Do you have any of those left? Said, no, the brewery actually ran out of bottles. It's amazing. Right. So that's a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's how in demand it is right now. It's just a, um, very much a fab it deserved. Yeah. Um, so I, we did have finding bottles. So we're trying both right now. But. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for bringing this over. And let's talk about what's going on in the news today. So some interesting news coming out of Nintendo. Nintendo appoints Tatsumi Kimishima as president after the passing of Satoru Iwata in July. So an article on September 14th, um, this was, uh, I found this article, it was at CNN Money. It said, on Monday, uh, Nintendo's board of directors voted in a new president, keeping the video game company stable as it seeks a big change of direction. They appointed Tatsumi Kimishima, a longtime Nintendo financial executive who spent most of his career stationed in the United States. And what's interesting about this guy and um, something that, that we've been learning about him is that he was actually in charge of the Pokemon division uh, in, in Nintendo. Right. and which launched in 98 and it's grown so large. Pokemon is or huge. 97, I can't remember. I, I still, I remember playing Pokemon, gosh, in like, Elementary school on right. like Game Boy. I was in high school, you bastard. Oh. <laughs> oh. Anyway, we're not going to go there. No, wait, let me think. What year was that? What year was that? What, what, I, I, no, I'm pretty sure I wasn't. Oh, no, gosh, Jojo, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reminding me of myself. Yeah. Well, yeah, so we ended up um, you know, finding this article and thought it was really interesting because there's so many different directions that Nintendo can go in um, with this guy in charge. It, it There's a lot of provocative questions. And, you know, I, there he's filling some big shoes here, right? Satoru Iwata did some really cool stuff. Unfortunately, very it's very sad. He passed away in July uh, from complications from cancer. And um, it was... It was kind of out of the blue. People who were close to him understood that, you know, this was kind of going to be inevitable, right. uh, unfortunately. But 
you know, it's it's still there's a lot of potential here for but Nintendo to come back. Iwata was the kind of person where um, when Nintendo wasn't doing financially well, he was he stepped in, took a pay cut to make sure that he didn't have to fire anybody at Nintendo because he told everybody if they believe they have a stable job, they're going to do great work. If they feel that they're going to lose their job, they're not going to work as hard. So he wanted to make sure he kept that morale up by taking a pay cut and make sure that their employees stayed safe. Totally, totally. He, he was a gamer's gamer, as um, a lot of people called him. He was uh, one that I mean, he, he developed games back in his right. heyday. Exactly. He was um, he was responsible for some some pretty big titles, but that also um, led Nintendo to do a lot of very risky, innovative things. Definitely. And some of the things I really liked, um, you know, people give the Wii U a bad rap. I really like my. I, Wii U. I played that most of my three consoles. I don't know anyone who has a Wii U and doesn't like it. Yeah, right. that's it's the thing. A and, and, there, and there's so many people out there who who give it a lot of crap, but. You know, I I don't know. I it's it's the go to system for me when I have friends over. And, you know, you guys know that. Well, it became kind of a numbers game, a technical aspect, and that's just it. That that that, that to me is yeah. ridiculous because everybody's well, the 360 and the PS3 are more powerful than the Wii U. So it's still more fun to play. So yeah, and when you talk about uh, how they work and what they can do, it, it stays so true to its roots as a as a social gaming system, as something where you can go on and just have fun. Or right. if you want a challenge, you got that too. Right. You know, Donkey Kong or something like that. It's always gonna be frustrating. <laughs> Rough game. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, I tweeted something out the other day that I've been playing Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Yeah. And that is the most frustrating game I've ever played I'm, in my goddamn life. I meant to respond to you because I, I wanted to send you a screenshot of my 100% completion. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. did you finish it? It only took about nine months. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I, was on, I was on, like, like the, the third level. I had, like, 15 lives and wasted all of them. Yeah. I, I, all of them. I want to say I played one or two stages with either you or Ben. Yeah. And I own the game, and that was enough to tell me I can't play this right now. I don't have the time <laughs> oh. or the patience to yeah. go through every, every every stage takes like an hour. Yeah. Because you have to pick up everything yeah. and all the letters and well, all the... You exactly. Know, so so Nintendo is definitely on an upward trend. They've always had their ups and downs since they yep. got into in the mm-hmm. video game industry. And, um, you know, even if someone considers the Wii U a blip, which I don't... No, um, not at all. They're still on that upward trend and you've got you know the xbox and the ps4 that are in some ways disappointing people um they're they're amazing consoles they're so powerful but they've been glitchy they've had a lot of the other thing is the ps4 and the xbox one are almost virtually identical at this point in structure i mean the ps4 actually has technically faster ram faster processor but they're the same exact architecture yeah so you're basically playing the same system with two different operating systems on them yeah and then we uh we use just a completely left field uh, it does device. its own thing. And exactly. It does it so well. Right. Very it, it well. Always works. Right. It, it does it. It works its games fantastically. Exactly. I've never had technological problems with it. Yeah. And the interesting thing that this article calls out uh, from a from a numbers perspective is that the Wii U is more of a of a failure just from total sales compared to those other two uh, competing consoles. Um, and that that could be an excuse. You, you can find an excuse for a number of different things on, on why it, that is. But what's really interesting is that you know one thing that this article points out: Kimishima, uh, who's the new president, was uh, I guess he oversaw the launch of the original Wii, which was tremendously successful. Very. And I remember the Wii just being a really really big deal because of the the motion sensing controls and. Um, 
There's a lot of hype around that. And Not I'm to wondering. Take a jab at Sony, but Sony made fun of the Wii when it first came out, saying that the remotes look like lollipops, but the PS well, Move looks yeah. more like a lollipop well, than the Wii does. Well, here, here ever. we are. Yeah, Sony. And, and I went ahead and bought those, right, uh, those, those Sony <laughs> lollipops. And uh, it's really cool technology, but I think that the spirit of Nintendo is one that you can't replicate with games like Mario, um, right. Zelda. Um, Pikmin, uh, a number of uh, numbers in yeah, Star you Fox. You can go on and on, exactly. man. It's, it's it's amazing. So with Kimishima coming on board, and also it's worth noting that he was um, CFO of Nintendo America. So with a numbers guy in charge, he's probably really going to be looking at the bottom line. What do you guys think about that? Maybe affecting the gamers' experience because going back to what we talked about with Iwata. The, the gentleman who died right. recently, he was kind of a gamer's gamer. He focused more on the experience. Do you think that we're going to be lacking that now that we got a numbers guy in charge? That might be an issue. Um, I, would, I would compare that to something almost like a Call of Duty franchise or a uh, Assassin's Creed franchise where you just start pushing things out every year just to make money off of it. Yeah. Well, and it's I, not like I they don't want that to happen. It's not like they haven't capitalized on Nintendo's success and the success of characters like right. Mario when you've got a million different lines under each character's name. Exactly. Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, Mario 3, 4, 5, whatever. But Mario Kart comes out every like five or eight years as to every year with Call of Duty. You know, Mario itself comes out every three years, four years, you know, as a per, you know, so Wait, yeah, going ADD for a second. Yeah. Is a new Mario Tennis coming out? I don't know. That's I a great game. I love Mario Tennis. That was tennis. a great game. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it on Virtual Boy. Yeah. Oh, you uh, and your Virtual Boy. Yeah, I know. Wow. I'm the only you guy. All right. <laughs> so, um, but back to the topic, I, I think that I, I'm really waiting to judge until I actually see what this guy does. I, I'm I'm like that with a lot of things. That's fair. Um, I, I I was like that when they cast Ben Affleck as Batman in the new. I'm still Batman not DC. I know. I, I think he'll do a great Batman. I just don't think he's going to do a good Bruce Wayne. Luckily well, for him, that movie is all about Batman and not Bruce Wayne. So. Let's see. Yeah. All I'm saying is, let's see. So, um, I I just want to see Nintendo continuing to keep the spirit of the uh, of the characters alive and the innovation happening because I really appreciate what they did with the Wii. If they didn't go for that motion control, um, those motion sensing, whatever those the, the what is it the nunchuck and the Wii, the, Wii mode. yeah Wii mode yeah we wouldn't see the sort of things that we did like you know with Sony with their lollipop with right. uh, you know the connect even well the connect stuff with uh, not to defend Microsoft because everybody knows that I will throw Microsoft on the bus first of all <laughs> <laughs> things um, but that was something they were talking about even with well Steve Jobs was, was uh, alive with Bill Gates uh, back and forth just talking about you no know, motion sensor or whatever so the connect has been a long time coming 360 was their first iteration of that and they've just only gotten better since then but again it's the connect and the Wii mote were two completely different approaches to the same kind of uh, problem uh, the connect thankfully has gotten better because it was really wonky on the 360 yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's it's a lot more fluid now and so I, I do applaud Microsoft for that um, but I don't applaud Sony for not ripping off only the remote with their uh, move but they um 
the Wii U has a, a gamepad with a screen on it. So PS4 was like, oh, hey, why don't you use your PS Vita that cost $300, <laughs> and now you have a $700 Wii U. Yeah, so yeah like, hey, you like, know. Wait a second. <laughs> Whatever, man. They're, they're making money. People are buying it, I, you know. But you could get a better experience on oh, the Wii U. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. I agree with you. You're I really right. do. Um, it's So we'll, we'll see there. Um, but next up in the news, there's a new Muppets TV show coming out, and it's coming out this week. September twenty second. So we're uh, we're recording this. What is it? September twentieth, right now. It's Sunday. It's a Sunday evening. So in the next couple of days, we're going to be seeing this new show on ABC. And uh, I'm actually kind of excited about this because I've always thought I've, I've never been a big, huge Muppets fan. Like I know some people, you know, back in the day, were, you know, big avid fans. But um, this new show, just the format sounds really interesting because I'm a fan of The Office, of Parks and Rec. Right. And they're almost turning a Muppets, uh, this this Muppets experience into a show like that. Right. So I found this article in Variety. Again, I, I post all of these um, these links in the show notes. So um, feel free to check out these articles I'm reading. But it says – uh, certainly, ABC has cause for hope that it found the right people to reinvigorate this Disney franchise. Inasmuch as producer Bill Prady, co-creator of CBS's mega hit The Big Bang Theory, cut his professional teeth working on The Muppet Show at Disneyland, teaming up with Bob Kuschel, Kuschel, right, Kuschel, and the Office alum Randall Einhorn. Prady has sought to give the characters a 21st century spin playing with sitcom conventions as well as double entendres aimed at adults, not kids. Hmm. So it's a, it's an interesting thought. Like, right. Ryan, I mean, we're dealing with these characters from what's essentially a kid's show. Right. If you were to take these characters and put them in adult situations, how does that, how does that make you feel? Like, what if, like, one day we saw, like... Sesame Street in this situation. I don't know if that's maybe on the complete opposite end of the spectrum because Muppet has always, the Muppets have always been kind yeah, of... Yeah, it's kind of like that line. Yeah, yeah, Sesame Street has always been targeted at kids, yeah. whereas the Muppets appeals to kids and adults at the same time. Oh, it's right. almost like a family audience, right? It is. Exactly. Very, they, but now they're taking it from this family audience out, right? Is that what it seems to you? Um... Yes and no. I think the comedy, I think the humor is going to be much more targeted to adults. I think kids are still going to be able to enjoy the show. There's not going to be anything that's, that's you know, make your kids turn away at this scene or anything like that. But you've got, I don't know if you've seen the trailers where, like, Nathan Fillion comes out of the, comes out of the trailer right. uh, with <laughs> Miss Piggy. Um, you've got little stuff like that where <laughs> you well, know they, there's going to be those undertones to I it. Those, uh, some subtle, some not so subtle. Yeah. Um, but the Muppets themselves are so silly and goofy, you can't just, you can't help but laugh. Right, um, right. So I think it's going to be a really good escape when you're able to sit down and watch that show. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a, a thing to say about the nostalgia of it that you, it's something you grew up with mm-hmm. and now it's at your adult level so it kind of grew up with you in yep. that sense. Sure. So sure. that part of it I'm excited about. And the Muppets as a whole, they've been doing a lot of great things as of late. I They kind of I don't want to say died off, but they really became sedentary, like in the late 90s, early 2000s. And then they just sparked up again. It's it's been amazing. Their movies were um, not up to par, I think, at that point. And uh, they, they kind of went away and that was the whole the point of the newer movies that came out with Jason Siegel Jason did Siegel a fantastic job he brought yeah, them back exactly. to the people, yeah. I know some people who really didn't like that movie I enjoyed that did well, you guys see that I enjoyed it it, yeah. it might be because of the audience or everything's now like Terminator 4 18 whatever and everything's like pop action whatever the Muppets movie that came out in 2011 the Muppets was very much a throwback to the original 
uh, show, and that it just it felt right. It felt correct. So I, I love that in that aspect. And I guess people aren't used to that anymore. They also have done an amazing job of marketing themselves. For the, exactly. for the Starting back with when that movie was coming out, they released YouTube videos, yeah. doing yeah. songs and, and character, uh, uh, not briefings, like... Uh, Help me with the word. Um, like interviews or... Yeah, like, like they do yeah. in-depth with the character and, exactly. and stuff like that. And, um, you know, they had a lot of really fun things. You can just go on and watch the videos. And they've exactly. been doing that for the show as well. So it's right. real, it's creating a lot of hype. Their marketing's always been <laughs> yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, they put out the whole thing with uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy breaking up. That's, which been, is, that's yeah. been like a morning news. It's <laughs> so funny. There's no better way to market that. than this. It's, it's it's groundbreaking. That's yeah, fantastic. you have to know what happens. Right. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm excited to see this. And... I think, like you said, the the marketing behind it. When I first, I first heard rumblings of this uh, on. I don't remember where exactly I heard this, but then I started seeing it pop up on my Facebook feed, and I started watching all of those individual things. And I noticed that they were shooting this like The Office and like Parks and Rec. Like I mentioned before, I love those shows. I absolutely love them. And when I saw that they're kind of. They've always given us the the view of the Muppets, uh, you know, the theater and all that stuff. And they're doing it from kind of a behind the scenes. So not only are we getting a more adult version of the Muppets, but it's almost appropriate because we're getting a behind the scenes look at the drama that happens on the show that we were watching when we were kids. Right, right. So it's kind, of a, it's kind of a meta thing. It's weird. Right. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, so I really like the idea. I'm excited for it. I don't even watch shows, and I want to watch this. Like if, if and and this also made me think, like, what other shows? And we talked about this Nickelodeon, this Nickelodeon and, thing mm-hmm. happening. And by the way, guys, they just announced. I think the the channel is called Splat. Yeah, it's going to be all '90s old school Nickelodeon TV shows that they're re airing. So all I, about it. And again, <laughs> I swear they're listening to this podcast. Awesome. Awesome. I, I may have to call in sick a couple of podcasts. I'm going to be on my couch watching these <laughs> cartoons. Watching a lot of Rock's Modern Life. <laughs> or oh. we're going to podcast from here with the TV going on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it would be so good. Exactly. So good. But uh, with that in mind, what other, you know, I'm trying to, I was trying to think back. You know, they tried to do a lot of the, um, like, taking Scooby Doo. Right. For instance, they took uh, they recreated that. I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. Right. And uh, tried tried making a movie out of that. Um, what other shows from back in the day uh, would you like to see kind of reinvigorated, like the Muppets have, maybe in a different light, in a more right. adult light, like you said, bringing these shows um, from our childhood, having them grow up with us to the point where we are now. Do you have any any thoughts on different shows? There was um. A headline recently. It, so Fraggle Rock was one of my favorite shows growing up. I love Fraggle Rock. Um, they are, have announced recently that it wasn't going to be the actual Fraggles or was I guess the ogres, the really mean ones. It was the little builders that they had over there. They're going to bring in a, a new kids show, so they're bringing that kind of franchise oh, back really? for kids, which is kind of interesting. Cool. But again, that's slated only for kids. Yeah. Um, if the Fraggles came back, but that'd be the second Muppets kind of a situation. Yeah. So I don't know if that'd really work <laughs> out, you know, but you would need something that could actually kind of transcend time. So what would be timeless then and also now? Right. Because the Muppets do that. Exactly. And it's hard to think of another franchise that has that sort of that that sort of novelty like the Muppets. Yeah, I mean, you could probably do that for a lot of franchises. Just say, how fun would it be to put them in... in this day and day and age, yeah, you know, a Thundercats show where it's right. just oh. <laughs> like Brian said, <laughs> whatever. Uh, there are certain shows that 
are meant for the time period they were in. The Scooby-Doo is a good example of that. It was a very 70s kind of right, show. Right, exactly. Yeah. It was kind of locked into that, that era. Yeah, and you've got certain shows that you know, the Smurfs haven't, hasn't lived up well to this. No, no. Garfield hasn't either. Yeah, no. and of course a lot of that comes down to the writing and what they actually do with those characters. Right. And that, the Muppets has been so far a really good example of them modernizing that series. Um, so it's... I can't think of one that I'd say oh, right off the top of my head. I'd love it's to hard, see right? it's hard today because it depends on what you what you could do with it. There's a lot of right. potential out there because there's so much material. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah, really, really difficult to think of something. If you guys think of something that maybe we're not, um, maybe not coming to mind, feel free to shoot us an email, geek thirty podcast at gmail Spell out the word thirty. Um, we would love to hear your feedback, as always. I feel like we've really disappointed our listeners with well, I, <laughs> as many good I, ideas. Because my issue is every time I think of something, it's like, no, that was remade, and, and it was horrible. And we've, yeah, been, like, we've been burned so many times. Yes, that, I was about to say Ninja Turtles. Yeah. But see that remake? <laughs> ever, I actually like that. Oh, no, no, the, the live-action well, one? Oh, man. Oh, Guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was actually not bad. No, you I was, was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan back right, in the so day. So you were the one. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I was that one. You know that one guy? The one. Ticket sale yet? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm eternal optimist. <laughs> I enjoy that. Screw you guys. Speaking of Optimus Prime, another franchise killed by you know modern times. Hey, uh, well, you know what? They actually killed themselves. They're, the first couple well, movies, the were, first couple movies were good. Bad. I just yeah. the, the newest ones. The, the, were uh, the but movies, every time those come out now, right. any any kind of series that's rebooted, immediately the feeling is eyes roll. Why are they bothering to bring this back? You knew Garfield wasn't going to work. You right. knew the Smurfs uh, yeah. wasn't going to work. Yeah. But um, I feel like those movies in particular are they're immediately slated to be silly. They immediately say, okay, this is Garfield, but only for 10-year-olds. Yeah. They don't try to conclude Guys, anybody else. Oh, no. I was going right. to say exactly. that. <laughs> they don't, they don't <laughs> forget the most amazing one of all, <laughs> Alvin and Weakle. the freaking chipmunks. Yeah. yeah. No, oh that was so bad. If I have to hear another song covered by those goddamn chipmunks, <laughs> I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. Uh, uh, that's, that's, that's a no-go. No, no, no-go. So let's talk about the next story. So Star Wars Battlefront Beta. So it was just announced um, in, in a number of different sites that some more information was given about the beta. If you guys aren't familiar with this uh, with this game coming out, there was an old game. I don't know. How, how long ago was that on, X, on the original Xbox? I'm trying to think. Maybe, I don't know. Seven, eight years ago, the original one was was put out, but they're kind of reimagining this old, uh, this older version of this game, and it's where it's a classic struggle between you know two sides fighting in a Star Wars universe, capturing objectives, and playing as some of your your favorite characters from the Star Wars universe. And EA has put out this. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of this game by now. Uh, you're living under a rock. Right. Well, it's this also is... Star Wars, and Star Wars is kind of the big thing right now. We've oh, mentioned yeah. it every show so far. We've yeah, we've four really shows, have. Sh- but yeah. <laughs> we've mentioned it but every show. It, It'll be mentioned next show, too, by the way. But this, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but this game specifically um, catches my attention, not only because it's Star Wars, but it just looks so good. It looks like a right. great first-person shooter, objective-based uh, game where you know there, there's various um, maps that you play on. You can play on Hoth, Endor, uh, a, a number of different places. And um, you know, one of the things that caught my mind, caught my eye about this was you know some of the aerial combat that you can do. It, it's almost like EA took the battle. Was a Battlefield 1942 Battlefield you right. know, series and brought it into this uh, Star Wars universe better um, than they did even in the past with the 
original Battlefront games that came right. out, you know, seven or eight years ago. But they're also adding, um, was it Rogue Squadron or Rogue Leader? That whole like GameCube series, N sixty four series of the aerial fighting. Yeah, that aerial st- aerial fighting uh, style. I know it's everybody great. loves you know Knights of the Old Republic. I know people love Data Academy two. The uh, the Rogue Squadron games were my favorite. Yeah, those I were love, really cool. I love flying an X wing in all different situations. I mean, big Starfax fan, obviously, also. So um, yeah, that's that that's the part I'm excited about. Yeah, and it's a twenty player. 20 person player aerial combat yeah that's exciting to me and that's really cool so so I, this article from Engadget um, is what I was reading about some more information revealed about this uh, beta that's coming out there's still no news on when the beta is going to come out but what's exciting is that this is open to everybody so the article says it seems like every time we see Star Wars Battlefront it gets a little more exciting small but epic missions huge multiplayer battles aerial combat with up to 20 players can this game possibly live up to its own hype you're going to find out yes you personally EA has announced that the Star Wars Battlefront beta is going to be open to everyone it's more than just simple multiplayer beta though this preview has a little bit of everything competitive players will be able to try out the walker assault and drop zone game modes staged on both Hoth and Solace maps respectively players looking for a more solitary experience will have access to a survival mission mode compatible with offline solo play and local and online co-op it's not bad. Unfortunately, EA still isn't sure when you'll be able to download the beta. Just that it'll be available to all Xbox One, PC, and PlayStation 4 owners later this year. So super exciting stuff. I'm going to be getting this on my Xbox One. So when I can it pops up, all you I'll be downloading. Kids. Definitely. Yeah. And um, Ryan, I know you and I, the three of us would always play, and, and other friends, we would always play games like Call of Duty. We're, we're pretty big fans of getting angry at first-person shooters and hating ourselves <laughs> for sucking at them. But we still enjoy playing them. Um, I was on your team only so that the other team had a chance of winning because I was no good at the first-person yeah. like you guys were. No, I <laughs> hated bodies, JoJo. Well, yeah, we appreciate you playing your part. Yeah, you know, I'm part of things. <laughs> so we we really enjoy um, playing online shooters with each other, um, even though we get super frustrated sometimes. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, Ryan's, Ryan's a pretty... Uh, I'm control yeah, of yeah, pretty Watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's pretty competitive. So, um, with that, Ryan, I mean, what are your thoughts on this game? I mean, we've kind of talked about it, and and what are your thoughts? Uh, so, I'm really excited for it. I, I love the Star Wars universe. I've always loved the movies. I've loved the games. Actually, that's funny that you brought up um, uh, Rogue Squadron and uh, Shadows of the Empire is another one that I played on right. this before all the Definitely. time. Um, and I, it was amazing. You could put yourself in that universe. Open up another beer. <laughs> You're doing the same the, thing. The, do, okay. <laughs> um, you could That's be on Hoth. Thing. You could be flying the X-Wing, the uh, the Hoth Mobile, whatever it was called. The Hoth Mobile. Should have called it Colt. Oh, yeah. oh, Jeez. Oh, oh, oh. No, let Ryan do the puns. God, I yeah, it's no bad on the outside. <laughs> No, Ryan. <laughs> Stop it, Ryan. <laughs> it was funny. You're laughing. It was funny. <laughs> I did chuckle. <laughs> Um, so the snow speeders, you're talking about flying snow speeders. <laughs> Is that what they're called? Yeah, I think so. The snow sickles. <laughs> the A wings. Uh, they were uh, fun games though. They're they were really games. fun yeah. games. And uh, I mean, I'm, this game, I've, it looks amazing. I and I don't actually know. Is this is everything we're seeing so far actual? Um, gameplay yep. footage. Yes. All right, so this is what you're going to be seeing in this, the game. Yeah, I mean, in the, the game gra- yeah, the graphics. So are it looks incredible. Incredible. Right? Um, yeah. My only hesitation, and this is really just me from playing enough first-person shooters and always saying that I'm going to retire from them and just play. <laughs> 
Mario or whatever. Um, <laughs> the, games like, the games like this always depend on who you're playing with and who yeah. you're playing against. Certainly. So that's always been my frustration is if someone's going to play just to ruin your day, there's no point. I, but I think a universe Again, like sorry. this is big enough. It's, <laughs> I think a universe like this is big enough and it's passionate yeah. enough that there's going to be a lot of people who play it because they love Star Wars and they're not going to want to ruin the game for others. Yeah, that's my hope. Right. Um, if you're fighting, you're going to be competitive, and obviously you're you know it's you're going to be shooting to kill. But um, I think it's I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I, I can see myself enjoying it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the um, the potential certainly is uh, obviously the fact that it's Star Wars is really exciting to me, but the potential for uh, the team-based combat that we see here. Right. And just that, you know, and Battlefield is um, pretty successful with being a great team-based um, uh, shooter, and people are, are really working together in, in some cases to achieve the objectives, and... It's working out well, and I'm hoping that that translates into a game like this. But I also think that the other game modes, like these survival game modes, right. where you're you know just you're you're trapped there, and you've got waves of enemies coming at you. That's a basic game mode, but in the Star Wars universe and the graphics, uh, are I think it's just going to be super engaging for me personally. I'm really excited about some of that. Well, if it's not first person shooter, if it's the aerial style, I'll I'll make sure that you're winning. I'll be on your team. Oh, I appreciate That'll be fantastic. <laughs> if it's first-person shooter, I'm going to have to step away because you don't want me on your team. <laughs> no, I, don't care. I mean, you can get in the vehicles. You can walk right. in the ad yeah, You can walk exactly. in the... Um, you can use the pod racers. You can do um, the, the aerial battles. Uh, can you fly the Millennium Falcon? I know that was a big question. That was one of the things... I haven't given say, too much I want to say that's probably going to be something single-player. I don't know that if everybody's going to play that multiplayer, though. Well, I'm yeah, okay they, that, but... Yeah. <laughs> just 17 Millennium Falcons. But here's the interesting thing. So in these... Uh, multiplayer settings, right. some random person is going to become Luke Skywalker. Some random person is going to become Darth Vader. Like, you know, there's going to be these heroic characters. Um, I think there's been some information given on how you actually achieve that um, ability to turn into one of those characters and become some kind of unstoppable wrecking ball of you know for your See, team. If I ever got chosen as Darth Vader, I would be <laughs> I would be playing the uh, the Imperial March first off and having my connect turned on uh, so that makes sure I make everybody hear the the Imperial March. Anytime I get close to them, they just hear it over the radio all the time. It would just <laughs> I have to do that, you know. I, I think this is gonna do be, it. Yeah, I think this yeah. is gonna be when we got their headsets on. Yeah, 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 exactly. like, I can't see them. <laughs> All this you now. This is gonna be. This is gonna be JoJo. This is gonna be JoJo. He's gonna be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I'm Vader. Guys, I'm Vader. I'm laughing, but that's exactly how I'm gonna be. You have no idea. He's like hit it on the head. Yeah. And he's gonna be like flailing his hands. Exactly. Guys, JoJo, you're not gonna play, but I'm Vader. I don't have to play. Oh god, I died. Oh wow. And. Interesting, actually, here, some breaking news. Um, Ryan just pointed out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A little theme music. EA says early October for beta. Uh, game is released November seventeenth. So whatever early October means, and that's that's very exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to that. So I'm I wonder if it's just going to be like a weekend. Did you did you see anything on there, or is it going to be for forever well, so we it's can play be, it until it comes out? It's also going to have offline capabilities. So I imagine you'll be able to play it offline, single player. You know, mm-hmm. until the game releases, that'll be awesome. So maybe not the multiplayer every weekend. But hey, good call. At least you'll be unless able to- the key somehow. 
like a can, has can a date that? thing. Yeah, like, I don't like a well, just being it? it's being used yeah. as a technical test, right? Um, and they they did announce that they're going to have dedicated servers for the game, which is really nice, right? Yeah, um, for cool. for its capabilities. So they're going to be focusing only mainly on performance and looking forward to people playing it and testing it out. Cool. So, um, I doubt it'll be a. Knowing that, I don't. I doubt it'll be a long running thing. Might be a weekend or four days. Right. Like that. Who yeah. knows how much you can play it afterwards? But right. 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 Or what features will be available? Exactly. I'm still downloading it. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Well, hopefully next time uh, we come on the show, we will have some more information on when that will happen. But let us know how excited you are about this game. Uh, like I say all the time, feel free to send us an email. Uh, we love hearing everybody's feedback um, in any form of communication. Feel free to email us again, geek30podcast at gmail.com. And like Eric, you might pop up on a show at some point. Yeah, we choose ones that we want to put up on the show, and and it makes sense. And and just like Eric from last episode, uh, we would love to answer your questions. Um, So let's get into a topic that we wanted to talk to Ryan about because he is a, like we said, a very worldly person. (laughs) Did you say that, Ryan? Are you a worldly person? Not at all. No. America. 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 (laughs) Well, something that's really cool about Ryan is that he has has traveled to a lot of different places, um, more places than than most. He's, He's a big fan of just adventuring, going out, exploring. And uh, even when we lived together, you went backpacking through Europe. Um, I, th- I think you went to Egypt. Um, Egypt, yeah. Yeah, you've been to a, a bunch of different places. And this is kind of selfish, okay? I wanted to <laughs> talk to him about this personally because, you know, Deanna and I are thinking about uh, doing some traveling early next year, uh, potentially international travel. would love to go check out some places in Europe. And... Um, what do you say to people who want to uh, go do that? You know, wh- how do you plan it? What what resources do you tap into? Um, you've done this two or three times now. So, what what are your thoughts? Well, the great thing about the tourism industry is that it's everywhere. Yeah, and uh, there's a million resources depending on where you want to look, um, mm-hmm. and depending on what kind of trip you want to have. If you want to do the historical tour, the Frommer's guides, and that kind of stuff, you can go to a library and read books and read blogs and. Uh, you know, watch Rick Steves and that kind of stuff. Or you could go and say, we're not going to plan anything. We're just going to go there, see what see what happens when we get there, mm-hmm. you know, see who we meet and who we travel with. So there's a lot of different ways to, to get where you want to go. Um, so it really depends on the kind of trip you want to have. Yeah. Personally, the, the trips that I've had is, uh, I've been a couple times now, if you're, you know, using the Europe example, um, the first time I went was, you know, the first time I'd been really out of the country besides, like, the Caribbean, Bermuda, Um so going to Europe for the first time was really exciting, and I wanted to do as many touristy things as I could. Yeah. You know, get on the Eiffel Tower, right. uh, go see um, Big Ben, go see, uh, you know, Barcelona and, uh, you know, the cathedral there. So there's all different kinds of, you know, see Rome and take pictures in front of the <laughs> buildings, and I was pretty boring. <laughs> um, That's never been done before. Yeah, what are you talking about? Oh, let's go in that church. That looks awesome. No, it's I swear it's different than the other church. Okay, it's the same. <laughs> Sistine Chapel is a 17 chapel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it was bad. It was bad. I didn't do the puns. Yeah, you already said that, Alex. Yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so much better at it. That was not appropriate. Uh, appropriate. 
Well played. Oh. Well played. Oh, man. <laughs> this is why we love him. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta walk away. Well, Alex is leaving now. <laughs> Alex is leaving now. Welcome I'm, to Geek Thirty with JoJo and Ryan. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Ryan. How are you doing today? <laughs> Good. <laughs> today, on today's show... Oh, wait, there's an Alex. <laughs> Where yeah, did yeah, you come I'm back. I just had to take a moment. After um, <laughs> so we're talking about things not being appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new thing now. I need to use that everywhere. Appropriate. Well, I mean, the people visit is this week in DC. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's, that's true. Gonna, I'm about to just throw it into my you know yeah. lexicon of you know vocabulary. That's and, true. You know. I, I, I'm sure the Pope would appreciate that. Exactly. Yes. I'm not going anywhere near that because DC's gonna be a cluster. <laughs> no. Heck, no. Smack that bitch up. <laughs> Smack that. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> These puns. So we were talking about I told travel. You, they're amazing. I told you. He's hesitant. Alex oh. is hesitant. Ryan's making because me Because I lived with it. <laughs> I didn't. I'm still enjoying it. Oh. Roll your eyes all you want. This is happy. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I, the, the first thing I would say is just figure out what, how, what kind of trip you want it to be. Where do you want it? What do you want to see? Do you want to go there to experience the hole in the wall uh, restaurants, you want to find bars, you want to meet the people and, and experience the culture firsthand, or do you want to make it a tourist trip and say, we've never been here, we just want to go and experience it uh, and do the same kind of stuff that everyone else has seen for mm-hmm. whatever reasons you have. So once you figure that out, you can kind of figure out your resources. Um, social media, blogs are great. Um, there's a lot of travel blogs up there. Cool, um, okay. People are your best resource. Everyone, if someone's been to Paris, they're going to tell you. Yeah. And they're going to want. They're going to have a hundred tips for you. Yeah. Do you, do you um, have to wear a beret in Paris, and do you have to smoke cigarettes? I mean, it just seems like everybody else does that. My, my, <laughs> assum- my assumptions, yes. Yeah. I just and I want to fit in. Yeah. But I don't smoke, so yeah. I maybe the candy ones. Maybe I don't maybe. know. I don't know. I don't know. Did, did you smoke cigarettes and wear a beret? Wear a beret? To... Didn't didn't do either of those. Um, well, we came out alive, a, so I got a good slap in the face when I entered the country without my without my traditional beret. But, oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can live with um, a slap. No, but we walked we walked along the Seine. We went to Notre Dame. Went to on the Eiffel Tower. Awesome. I mean. We were very touristy. The second time we went was a lot different. We got to experience the culture and just go stay in hostels and and uh, make new friends and mm-hmm. and you know do a little bit of uh, some irresponsible European things. But. Yeah. Well, <laughs> tell me this. I mean, what did you prefer? Uh, because the way I see it is that you could look at it a couple different ways. I I personally appreciate going and seeing. Um, some of the historic stuff, maybe some of the touristy stuff. I'm, I'm kind of a history nerd. That's one of the things that you and I kind of get along yeah, with. Um, like, you know, I mean, the, at the same time, if, if I go and I don't experience those things, but I maybe want to experience a culture in another way, I feel like I may be missing out. So I almost see it like it would be worth doing two trips, like the way that you did it, or yeah. maybe spending a ton of time in one place. I was really fortunate to be able to do that. I'm not going to lie. And yeah. I'm not, it's not like I'm some like professional traveler. I'm not, I don't want to come off no, as like, yeah. you know, I've He's I got just a regular guy to, you know, who well, happens I mean, to... He was funding the whole yeah. podcast to begin with, so I'm just saying. Oh, well, <laughs> not, he's a secret billionaire. We're not talking about that. Yeah. Oh, no, right. I mean, but Ryan's just, I mean, he's passionate about traveling, and he and he's, um, you know, really taking the leap to go to some really cool places. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that I admire a lot. I think well, it's a great you. Yeah. thing. I mean, being a history buff, I mean, and I and again, my trip might have been boring to a lot of people, but I went into chapels. I went into, we went to Normandy where my grandfather landed uh, on the D-Day invasion. So we, I got to see the beaches yeah. and actually went with a high school, uh, uh, teacher who took her class on a tour and I went with them and they, oh, they wow. that was really cool. Can, can you um, talk about that for a second? Because you told me this trip, um, you told me about this trip when, when you 
came home, and I thought that the story was just fascinating. So my grandfather, um, as he uh, started to get a little bit later in life, started to open up a lot about his wartime experiences, uh, and he started to become a big advocate for um, teaching young people, uh, like elementary school age students, about um, that time and what it was like to be in the war. Uh, he was actually 16 when he landed on uh, wow. the D-Day beach. Amazing. He was um, the youngest soldier. That Think about you land. at 16 yeah. being in his shoes. Well, I looked up a date earlier. I shit and I said <laughs> At 16, Pokemon was released <laughs> for me yeah. in 96, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Um, so you would be on D-Day with your Game Boy. I was. I didn't even have my permit yet. I didn't learn until 16, oh, 17. Boy. So I, I don't know that I could have handled it's D-Day. It's so realistic. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I couldn't uh, handle drama on my after-school specials, let alone landing on a these beach. graphics are amazing. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's mind blowing <clears throat> to think that there were kids at that age right. doing that. They're kids. They're, they're, yeah, they're not kids. Yeah, they're, they're not kids. adults. They're kids. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I could talk for for hours about his experience, um, and I, I was really fortunate to get to know him really well and to get those stories. But uh, at at some point, he hooked up with a, a teacher in France, uh, an elementary school teacher who was um, really involved in, in uh, growing the knowledge and, and uh, very passionate about uh, the D-Day invasions and, and um, what France owed to the U.S. for that. And uh, after he passed away, I reached out to her and said, I, I'm coming to Europe. I'd love to see the beach. I'd love to meet you, talk about your experiences with my grandfather. She just happened to be going uh, to Normandy uh, with her class because we were there for the the anniversary of D-Day. Oh, wow. So I got to, uh, part of my trip, I came around from uh, leaving Amsterdam or Brussels, met her in Normandy and with her class, and we toured the the entire coast together, um, getting to see the battle sites. And they actually had a couple presentations for me, so that was really touching. That's fascinating. That was wow. amazing. That was That's our amazing. way down really to Paris. Cool. So we got to That's spend a once in a lifetime. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. So, you know, and something like that, is not the most interesting thing to someone in college going for spring break. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that I'm going to enjoy. I love like going yeah. in the in the, bom- in the bombed out shelters and seeing um, you know all that stuff firsthand. Going in the museums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, same thing with any of those cities. Rome was a million museums there. Going to the pyramids in Egypt. Yeah. You know the, the my friend that I was with was usually bored by the end of the day, but then you spend the night getting to go to restaurants and meeting people, and so you can kind of do it a couple of different ways. Right. Right. It, that's just it's a cool story. I think that it's fascinating um so you know i'm i'm really interested in checking out some places in the uk we've talked about going to italy or spain you know deanna's whole family is from um not whole family her mom's side is all from from italy um you know my dad's side is from cuba which obviously goes into spain so we've talked a lot about checking out some of those places so um you know i'll definitely be be picking your brain just, for some stuff. Just the first piece of advice I have for you is just make the time, honestly. Yeah, right. Everyone talks about it and they said, what are your tips? And I said, just find time to do it. I, I'm not a professional. I can yeah. tell you, you'll, you'll spend a lot of money. It'll be worth it. But yeah. uh, just make time to do it. And that's yeah. the reason I, I was able to do it right after I graduated college. I knew that was the only time I'd have. And I right. just said, screw it. I'm going to graduate. I already booked my flight and I was going. That's awesome. the thing. We're trying to do this before we have babies because we're not having babies soon, right? Deanna? Yes. Okay. There was was, was an awkward pause there. So I don't know. I don't know. know. So, um, well, no, that's that's fascinating, Ryan. And and thanks so much for taking the time to to chat with us. That was awesome. And again, we've had a history geek. Last week we had a sports geek. Before that, we had a music geek. So we have, you know, geek kind of like covers everything, you know? It's what you're a geek about, which is amazing. Yes, and it's so good. Um, So, again, 
Thanks to you guys for listening. Uh, I think it's time to wrap up the show. Uh, as we're wrapping it up, I just want to give a quick shout out. So last night we had my sister's wedding. Ryan was there with me. And uh, it was a wonderful time. My little sister got married, everybody. Inconceivable. It's, it's crazy. And uh, she got married to an awesome, awesome dude. Couldn't be happier. Pretty His sure he gets taller Ken. every time I see him. Yeah, he's a very, very tall human <laughs> He was 6'4". Last time I saw him, was like 7'2", you know, two times ago. And yeah, like yeah. Foot. Now like, he, he keeps dude, growing. He's, he's like 9 foot something. Right. I'm crazy. Just, I don't have a complex around Yeah. I yeah. used to be tall, but then I stood near him, and it was not a thing anymore. It's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, I, I ended up um, running into a listener over there. His name is Brett. So shout out to Brett. Thanks so much for listening. Um, just wanted to say hi, and uh, we appreciate your support. So uh, with that, uh, JoJo, where can people reach us? So we've mentioned a couple times already, but always geek30podcast at gmail.com. That is all spelled out, geek30podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, because some people just love to talk, 443-424-3350. Yep, and you can also follow us on Twitter, at geek 30 and spell out the, the, the word 30. Uh, visit our website, www.geek30.com. Which means you can stream us from this website in case you don't have access to SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iTunes, wherever you're at. You Absolutely. Get and, on the website. Yep, and uh, you know, with iTunes, obviously give us a five-star rating. It helps tremendously, you guys. Uh, like our Facebook page. Uh, we're trying to do as much as we can to get the word out about this podcast. So all of your help. Um, is tremendously Made appreciated. New, new and noteworthy, which is fantastic. Yeah, and again, so, let's celebrate thank that. You. Yeah, that's cheers awesome. to that, cheers. which is really cool. Cheers to that again. And a special thanks to Jamie Sweetland, as always, for his awesome work editing our faux pas. If it sounds good, it's his fault. Yeah, yeah, he does an awesome job, and, and of course, with the awesome music you guys hear. Thank you to Small Town Brewery for this wonderful root beer that we were able to drink. This root beer this beer. This is dangerous. This is root beer beer? <laughs> this is a root this beer is, beer. Yeah, this is this dangerous. This is dangerous. It's, it's so tasty. It's so easy to drink. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be a long night. <laughs> oh, and, what um, a night. And again, thank you to you guys for listening. We will see you all next time. Bye, everyone. <laughs> and y'all have a great night. See ya. See ya.